Now let's turn to chapter 19. Chapter 19, thank you very much. Page 215, chapter 19, page 215 of the old book. Uh, for the new book, the chapter is on the return of Jesus Christ. The return of Jesus Christ. Alright, at the same time, let's turn our Bibles to Revelations. Revelation, the book of Revelation, the last chapter, 22. Chapter 22, Revelation. <clears throat> okay, let's read verses um, 20 and 21 together. 20 and 21, reading. He which testifieth these things saith, Surely I come quickly. Amen. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. May God bless the reading of his word. Let us turn to God in prayer. Our most gracious, most loving Heavenly Father, we thank you for the return of the Lord today, that we can come to worship you, to give praise to you, and to be useful in thy kingdom. And Lord, we ask for thy mercy, thy cleansing and washing in the blood of our Saviour, even as we gather before thy word. Father, we ask that you help us understand the things of the end times that you have revealed to us. And we pray that in understanding, we will cause our lives to be ordered according to what will happen and live for the future. Be with us, be with the Chinese BBK. Lord, speak to every heart and transform lives. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. Now, let's turn to page 215 or chapter 19, the return of Jesus Christ. The return of Jesus Christ. Now, the return of Jesus Christ is the last major prophecy of Scripture to be fulfilled. All right? I'm reading from first paragraph. Now, this is something that is what all Christians are looking forward or should look forward to. Many prophecies in the Bible have been fulfilled. And please remember, the prophecies in the Bible that has been fulfilled were very precise. Things that are written thousands of years ago, they are fulfilled to the dot. If God does reveal timing, they are, they are fulfilled exactly at that time. God even, like in the case of the birth of Jesus, specifically said very, um, gave very great details and they came to pass exactly as God prophesied. In the Old Testament, we also have prophecies where God named the very king, gave the name of the very king during which certain things will happen. So the accuracy of prophecy, many of us are aware of that. And then we say, yes, it's so accurate, it's so precise, and they all came to pass without fail. Now, it means one thing. It means also that the coming prophecies, the prophecies that have not been fulfilled, are going to be just as precise, just as accurate, and they will surely come to pass without fail. The Christian must live with that kind of awareness as we study the end times. So the major prophecy of the return of Christ 
is something that has not been fulfilled and will come true. The Christian must live with that awareness, that consciousness, that looking forward to it. When you look at chapter 19, please turn there. Chapter 19, or the return of Jesus Christ. Now the first paragraph reminds us that for believers, it is the blessed hope. We look forward with happy expectation. For, for the unbelieving world, it is sad and awesome day of reckoning. They will face the mighty Creator, the King of King, kings and the Lord of lords. Now this is a topic, the end times, that is either neglected by the church and definitely the unbelieving world. They do not believe in it. They mock it. They deride it. But even for Christians, for many, if you were to ask them, what is going to happen? What does God say about His return? What does God say about the future? What is going to happen? Most Christians have no clue at all. But the Bible gave us very clear, specific details about what is going to happen. Now, why do many do not bother about this end time signs? Why do you think so? Anyone want to try? Why? Jason, why? Why do you think so? Many Christians don't know, many churches don't teach. In fact, what do they focus on mainly today? Say again? The gospel of salvation, yes. They preach the gospel of salvation, which is quite good. But what do most churches, what do most Christians um, are focused on and are interested in today? What? CP? The social gospel. The social gospel is, for example, the focus mainly on now, today, a better world in this world, right? Build, build better lives for everyone in this world. We are living in what is called the church age. The Bible talks about the return of Jesus Christ, the second coming, one day, correct? Why do most Christians not know about the second coming? And what happens after that? What are, the, what are the main focus today is from now to Jesus Christ's return, the key focus is here. Now, it's not wrong to focus on the now till the Lord Jesus Christ come, comes back. But the focus today is health, wealth, blessings on earth. These are the main thing. It's always about now, about now. The future, don't know, don't really care. I ask the next question. Why does God reveal actually so much details about the future? And what, question number one, question number two is, what happens if the Christian is unaware of what is coming, what will come, and hardly bother about these things. What will happen? So first question. First question is, why do you think God reveals so much about the future? Why do you think so? Ada, why do you think so? 
Okay, my, my opening prayer. To order our lives. To order our lives today in light of the future, right? God reveals the future. Now, Christians love prophecies. People like prophecies. They like to hear about the future. But most people are just wanting that out of curiosity, um, out of just knowledge. Wow, so exciting. I know what's going to happen. But few understand that when God gives prophecies, one of the key reasons is that we may order our lives according to the future. I give an example. Many of you are students. Why does teacher tell you there is going to be exam on the wait this week on the twentieth of November? Tell you that the exact date. Even tell you what subjects will be on that date. For what? And when you receive it, do you say, "Wow, so interesting! I know when the paper is going to be." No, you will know that date is coming. You will order your life, how you spend your time, what you're going to do. And you're going to be focused on preparing for that event, correct? So it's the same when God tells us what's going to happen in the future. It's not for satisfying our curiosity so that we can talk about it. It is that we may change our lives today, knowing what is going to happen like the, the famous saying, with eternity's values in view, right? Thinking about eternity with those values in view of those things, this is how I make choices today. This is how I live today as a student, as an adult, as a family. That is why God reveals the future, one of the key reasons. So that, number one. So, good. Now, second question. Now, if the Christian do not bother to make, do not bother about the coming prophecies, what will happen? Justin. Say again. Repeat the question. Okay, I'll pay attention. Huh? I'll call random names now. The question is, what happens when a Christian does not bother about knowing the future? You will only work for earthly now. Everything that you do is for now. What future? What's going to happen? Live for now. Whatever makes me happy now. Whatever fulfills my flesh now. Whatever would, would give me what I want, my ambitions, my lifestyle, my holidays, my, now. That is all. I live for the now. That is why the now, the social gospel, the health and wealth gospel, the all the time God wants to bless you now, is on people's mind. And then very soon, everything that you do is for the now. That's it. That's it. Alright, so is this topic of the end times important? Very important for these reasons. Important so that we change our lives. Right? So many people study eschatology. Well, by the way, um, the things of the end times are called eschatology. Right? If you come across this word, eschatology. Eschatology, the study of end time things. Many people are interested just out of curiosity, that is all. Do not miss this point as we study this chapter. All right? So look at your BBK books. Now, chap uh, the second paragraph. 
this, the study of this vital topic. It is vital. It is not for fun. It will enrich the spiritual understanding of the Christian. Now, let's read Revelation 1.13 together, reading. Blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of this prophecy, and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. The time is at hand. Now, please look at this verse carefully. God says there is a blessing. There is a great benefit to you spiritually, even physically. For those who read, means you find out. Many of us don't do revelation for our devotion, right? So, okay, I read many books. Revelation, how many of us schedule revelation into our, our quiet time? But God says, blessed are they that read. Number two, not just read, blessed are they that hear the words of this prophecy. Prophecies that hear. In other words, you read, you may not understand, you go hear, you go listen. You want to find out more. God says, blessed are those that not only read, but want to find out, understand it. But not just that. And keep those things which are written therein. And keep. In other words, keep. How do you keep something in the future? It's never happened. Keep what? Everything that God says in the Bible, cover to cover. Everything that God asks you to do, God says, keep them. Because... This future is coming. Everything that you do, keeping the commandments of God, obeying the word of God because of the prophecy that has not been fulfilled. There is a blessing. Why do most Christians today live for self? Or they go to churches and say, Ah, I remember one year, um, someone invited their family for worship service and it was Chinese New Year. Chinese New Year. And then after the family left, I asked the church worshiper, I said, how did your family um, um, respond today? Uh, what, you know, what were they thinking about? They were Christians. And then they said, oh, my family said, ah, oh, Chinese New Year, I came hoping to hear a message on blessings, on, on uh, prosperity, on um, good luck, that kind of thing. Very few. And I would rather most people are very interested here. Alright, so now let's move quickly. Let's move quickly. So with that, look at your BBK books. I want you to underline some things. Now when now in the second paragraph, now reading, hearing, what should you then in your heart think and do? Number one, resolve to live a holy life. Underline that, put point number one. Why do we study eschatology? Number one, to resolve to live a holy life. Now, all right, number two, that may each believer be up and witnessing to the unsaved. Number two, witnessing to the unsaved. Witnessing to the unsaved because of the dreaded day of, of our Lord's return. Witnessing to the unsaved. So number one, it is not just about ordering your life alone. It is not a self-centered life. I better be holy. I want God's blessing. This must stir knowing the future. Knowing the future must stir your heart to want to witness. Because the Lord says these things will definitely happen in the coming future. Let's obey. Let's, let's live a life of witnessing. Let's live for this future. 
This future is something that is going, going to be for eternity. Let's live for that. Many do not witness, I believe, because really in their minds, the future is something that they don't think about. Do you think about where your parents will be, where your loved ones will be, where your friends in school will be? Because you don't think about what God says will happen to them, will come to pass. You don't think of that. Therefore, you live a self-centered life. Right? So it must stir us to witness, not just to know the future. I love this crystal ball. It's for you to respond, to go witnessing. Now, number three, third paragraph, to the unbelievers, those still outside Christ, behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Turn ye from your sins and come to the Lord now. If you are not a believer, secretly in your heart, you do not believe. Please know, God gave specific details for your benefit. Know that these things are going to happen. Turn to Him. If you're not a believer, please just remember the exact prophecies to the very great detail were given about Christ's first coming, His first coming. His second coming's accuracy is not going to be any different. Now, with that, I must spend time on, on what I just said because I don't want us just to study and, and have hate knowledge. Now, Turn your BBK books to page 216. Page 216. Alright. Now, oh, for the new book, sorry, I didn't get the new book number yet. Now, um, can you see the paragraph? Our Lord's return is referred to 1,500 times, of 1,500 times in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, over 3,000 times, twice the amount twice the number. Now, this is referring to the New Testament 3,000 times. Now, why do you think God talks about the Lord's return? Over and over, you add it together in the whole Bible, 3,500 times, all right? Someone's, some people spend their time counting it. His birth, his death, his burial, his resurrection, his ascension has all been fulfilled. Only his return to earth remains unfulfilled. If God says something once, we already listen twice. If God says something twice, we better pay attention and know that we must observe it. If God says it for 3,500 times, God is very gracious. God says, Christian, I want you to know very clearly the future so that you, it will change your life. It must impact your life. We cannot ignore it. All right? Now, next. What is going to happen? Today, I will give you an overall chart, an overall view, a chart, right? So you draw it in your BBK books. You can draw it wherever you find space at the end of the chapter if you want, or beginning of the chapter if you want. Now, I think there's some space at the end of the chapter. Now, you draw this chart. This will be an overview. Today is just about overview. Next to... Um, Next to Sunday, Deacon Eugene, God willing, he will be doing part two and part three. All right, the details of this overview. Page 217. Page 217. Now, can you 
C. Um, a whole list of events beginning with the Great Tribulation that shall arise false Christ. Can you see that? Okay, so I want you to write numberings next to it. Numberings next to it. And then I will use those numbers to show you on the chart about the future. Now, put number one for the Great Tribulation. So number one, Great Tribulation. Number two, there shall arise false Christ and false prophets. Num uh, number three, darkening of the sun, and so on, so on. Just label them one, two, Mary Supper of the Lamb should be 11. Can you do that? Anyone lost? No, huh? some of you might have done that in the pre previous BBK already, but please be patient, there are new people. Now, uh, please add item 12. Item 12, the millennium. The millennium. Item 12, millennium, comma, new earth, comma, new heaven. Item 12, millennium, new earth, new heaven. And you want to write the Bible verse as Isaiah, Isaiah 65, verse 17. Isaiah 65, verse 17. Now, item 13, write item 13 also. New heaven, new earth. Item 13, new heaven, new earth. You wonder why there are two new heaven, new earth? You just be patient. Alright, that Bible verse is Revelation 21, verse 1. Revelation 21, verse 1. So you have 13 items, alright, to figure out all these prophecies given in the Bible. How do they fall in place? What happens? So some Christians are very confused. It's like, oh, where does which event happen? Now, this is the first coming of Christ and his death and resurrection. First coming. We are going to talk about second coming, alright? After Christ came and left, it became the New Testament church age. New Testament church age. The church period means now. Our living now. When will the Lord Jesus Christ return? Alright, his second return. When is it? When is it? Second return. When is it? From now till his second return. Anyone knows? God says no one knows. We do not know when Christ will come. His second coming. Alright, so... But then, the Bible does tell us, does tell us, that when Christ return, after Christ return, and He will return, there is a series of events that the Bible reveals to us that will happen for seven years. Alright, the book of Daniel. Seven years. I draw, a, draw this period... This period, this is time, huh? time, time, this period, for seven years, seven years, what will happen in those seven years? God gave us details as well, alright? And then, God also tells us that at the end of these seven years, what exactly is going to happen? And God tells us that after the end of the seven years, there will be... 1,000 years of Christ's rule on earth. 1,000 years. Alright, 1,000 years. And this is not proportional. You obviously know this 7 and that is 1,000. It's not proportional. But there will be 1,000 years of earthly reign 
after the 1,000 years, for the rest of eternity, what will happen? So God tells us from His first coming, He mentioned it in the Old Testament, now to His second coming, what will happen? And after the second coming, what will happen? And what will happen after the 1,000 years? Okay, God tells us. Now, you labeled your items already, right? So, you, you use those numbers to label with me. Okay, for those of you who have not labeled before, then you, you roughly know these verses, these prophecies, where are they referring to? Now, first, item 2 is here. Item 2. I'm sorry, I, just in case other people can't see. Item 2. Item 5. Alright. Item 7. Item 7. Alright. And item 8. Item 8. Alright. So, I hope this helps you. Now, let us see what is item 2. God tells us that during this time until his return, you look at item 2, there shall arise false Christ and false prophets showing great signs and wonders. Great signs and wonders. So we have studied the false teachings in the last few BBK, right? This is the period. Many false teachers, many false teachings. God warned about that. Now, can you also write for item 2? Can you please write um, Luke 17.20? Luke 17.20. Luke 17, verse 20. Let's turn to Luke 17.20, please. Luke 17, actually is from um, 20 to 30, alright? So you want to write 20 to 30, we won't read now all those verses, we won't read all those verses, but God in verse 22, now he said to the disciples, the days will come. Now the days will come, what are these days? What will happen? What will happen? Now, one of the things that God described is verse 20, um, 25. But first, he must suffer many great things and be rejected of the generation. Now, please, let's read verse 26 together. Uh, 26 to 30. 26 to 30, reading. And as it was in the days of Noah, so shall be also in the days of the Son of Man. They did eat. They drank, and they married wives, and they were given in marriage until the day of no that Noah entered into the ark, and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise also as in the days of Lot, they did eat, they drank, and they bought, they sold, they planted, they built. And the same day the Lot, that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. Okay? When the Son of Man appears. Said, now, before that, all these things are going to happen. What will this period 
be like this period there'll be false teachers my point is this please don't take false teachings in the church chapters as something uh, it's always about those things god say please know please know that there'll be false teachers so you must be careful you order your life the church your personal walk separate from these false teachers number one number two he says like the days of noah like the days of lot people eating drinking getting married is there anything wrong with eating and drinking and getting married nothing wrong but what god is saying they will be so obsessed with the life now do you understand it's all about now eat drink and be merry don't think about the future it's our life also like that that is why now it's all just focusing on the now now the other one you will notice that it will be as in the days of lot correct as in the days of lot sing in what character characterize the days of lot homosexuality Christ said before his return it will be like that homosexuals ruled at that time so it will be a time where homosexuality will be supported rampant and prevalent in society now is this true has this prophecy come true exactly like God said so God warned us of these things you cannot stop it but you are not to be part of it remember prophecy means they will come true we can't stop it but God wants us to be not part of it but to warn men about the judgment to come now next one all right next one item five uh, let's let's not talk about item four, five first let's talk about uh, item eight item eight as in the days of Noah. Noah sorry I just mentioned that all right you can put lot Luke seventeen twenty eight there item eight now item seven item seven the one world church remember the one world church that we've been studying about that the world council of churches propound the build-up of the one world church is here God talks about it so all these things are going to happen and build up to the one world church during this period and then you look at item number five item number five actually item number five uh, item sorry five is here yes correct now there is an item next that is item number four <coughs> item number four here before the seven years of things that are going to happen just before that seven years begin God describes that there will be the rapture and first resurrection let's turn to first thessalonians All right can we turn to first thessalonians chapter 4 please first thessalonians chapter 4 quickly by the way i want you to have a clear understanding because we need to live in the light of all this first thessalonians chapter 4 can we read um, verses 13 to 17 all right 13 to 17 reading but i would not have you to be ignorant brethren concerning them which are asleep that ye sorrow not even as others which have no hope but if we believe that jesus died and rose again 
even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a, sound, with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Verse 17, Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So shall we ever be with the Lord. Now here God talks about a time where the Lord will come, the Lord will come, and then we will be caught up with Him in the air. We will be caught up. Now the word caught up, now that is where we get this word rapture. Rapture. Some of you heard the, the rapture. God says Christians will be caught up in the air in Christ's coming. Caught up. In other words, we will disappear from this earth and we will be in heaven with Him. Before these seven years of prophecy, starts Christ will come both dead Christians and the living Christians will bodily be caught up with the Lord now this coming this second coming in the Bible is described as, as basically a silent coming a silent coming so when you think of the second coming you must not be confused there are two second comings described in the Bible one is the second coming for the believers the other is here which we'll talk afterwards is coming with the believers and the angels to judge the world we see that afterwards so now God says that now till the rapture we do not know when is the rapture but this is going to happen all right the rapture has the rapture happened? If the rapture has happened, then we are all not saved. Now, how, what will happen to believers? We read, God says there will be those that before Christ comes, we die, right? Die maybe black color. Alright? Dead, buried underground. God says they will be bodily raptured. The graves will open. They'll be taken up. That is what God says. The world laughs at it, but God says so. It will happen. Just like the world laughs at second Christ coming, it will happen. Then there are the living ones, right? There are the living. So if Christ comes tomorrow, um, a Dr. Toad's body that is, Reverend Toad, Dr. Toad's bodies that are buried underground, if Christ comes tomorrow, the grave will open and God will rapture their body. Okay? It may be dust, decayed, but God says they, they will be bodily put together and raptured. What about the living, you and I? Now, you look at the Bible. What about the living? Look here, uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Very. Alright, chapter 4, now it says, verse 16, The Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. Now, the world will not hear this. Only believers is going to hear this. It's not silent to us in that sense. They that, verse 16, the dead in Christ shall rise first. The dead in Christ shall rise first, then which we are alive. So those that are asleep in Christ, they will rise first, then followed by us. So if it happens tomorrow, those saints dead, God raises them and, and, and brings them. Immediately, in a blink of an eye, 
in a blink of an eye, we will follow. You will disappear from this earth. So this is what the Bible tells us. Do you laugh at it? It will surely happen. It will surely happen. Alright, so this is what then in verse 17, we will meet with him in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Now verse 18 says, Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. The study of the future comforts you. The study of eschatology comforts you. Maybe you are in great trouble, great difficulty in life. Maybe you are in great sickness. Maybe you do not know when is going to, this going to end. But the Lord says there is comfort. God will deliver you bodily one day from all this. All right? And those that are dead, God says, have this comfort. Your loved ones who are dead in Christ, believers, be comforted. They will be caught up. They will be caught up. Now, the Bible calls this the first resurrection. All right? The first resurrection. Now, so if one day you come to BPCWA, except for ACM week, eh, you come and you turn up, hey, only a few of you in church. The rest of us not here. Then you must know. Well, the rapture has happened. Don't turn up at ACM and say, oh, rapture has happened. ACM, we always start early. Uh, we, yeah, we start early and you turn up. Now, please remember, if you are not safe, when you see people disappearing from this earth, time to repent and genuinely believe in the Lord. I don't know who you are. I don't know who you are. Right? People driving on the street, they just disappear. Now, last week, or yeah, last week, the teens asked, why are there so many stories about aliens? People, aliens abducting men. I think it's a, it's a deception created by Satan. So that we may disappear, someone has to explain something to the world. Aliens, huh? always alien abduction. That's my theory, huh? my conspiracy theory. <laughs> Alright, so we will disappear. We will disappear. I shudder to think, pilots who are Christians. Well, hopefully the co-pilot will drive and then repent and then everybody repent on the plane. Now, next one. What will happen next? What will happen next? Um, number four, we've, number seven, we spoke about that. Eleven and ten. Alright? Eleven at this point, ten. Eleven and ten. Okay, eleven and ten. What is eleven? The marriage supper of the Lamb and the Bema seat judgment. Now, here is... So, the church, marriage supper, Christ raptures the church. The church will not be here anymore. Christ raptures the church, his bride. Alright, so some most believe it is at this point, the marriage supper, the church, the bride of Christ raptured. Now, then there is this Bema seat judgment. Bema seat judgment. Now, there are some um, people that have different views about this. Some believe that the Bema Seat Judgment, the Bema Seat Judgment is where Christ judges the works of the believers. We are saved. When we meet Christ, there will be this judgment. Things done for Him, things done for His name, for His glory, not for personal glory. God will give us rewards. Right? That is the Bema Seat Judgment. Some believe it is here, based on description. Now, some believe that it is here, at the end of the 1,000 years. Alright, some believe Bima Seed is number 10. Some believe it is here. Because they say, well, there are Christians that are still living during this period. And they also, their works also will be judged. So some believe it's here, some believe it's here. Some things the Bible is not so clear. Alright, but there will be this 
judgment seat of Christ, the Bema seat for the believers. Again, God reveals this Bema seat. Don't spend time arguing with this, where or where. What is important, God says, there will be. In other words, the Christian must remember, hey, everything that I do, my studies, my job, my family, what I'm pursuing, what I'm investing in, all are going to be burnt up. What is done for Christ, only that which is done for Christ will last. Knowing that there is a seat judgment for the works of the believers, it stirs us. Give up, forget about all these things. It's so wonderful to serve the Lord and live for Him instead of putting our life on earth first. Eat, drink and be merry. Alright, so that is another thing. Now, before I end, there is one last thing. Some believe that the rapture happens here. Before these seven years, some believe before these seven years, the rapture happens here. Some believe it happens in the middle of the seven years. Right? Again, it's not clear. Don't fight about these things. But the fact is, we will be raptured. Be very comforted about that. Alright, so now we just quickly, point one is here. One, the Great Tribulation, uh, which Deacon Eugene will talk about, the Great Tribulation is going to happen there. Now then there is this second visible coming. Second visible coming. Alright, a second visible coming. Um, and then there is number nine here as well. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine is the Battle of Armageddon. There will be this great battle on earth. Alright, it's going to happen here. Christ will come with us, with his church, with his angels also. And God will judge the world. Now, from there on, from there on, um, now, number six, number six is somewhere here. Middle of the seven years, we believe. Antichrist will be revealed. Antichrist will be revealed. Alright, and then number, number nine is there. Number 12 is there also. Remember I say the millennium and so on? Number 12. Number 12 is going to happen here. Then number 13 is going to be here. Number 13 is going to be here. That is um, the great white throne judgment and new heaven and new earth. There will be two new heaven and new earth, which Deacon Eugene will explain. So this will be what is going to happen. That is how the prophecies fall in place, right, for your information. But important thing to remember is you study to live for that future. Alright, so I give you an overall view and some parts here. Deacon Eugene will cover the rest. So please come for BBK. Let us turn to God.